0: Welcome back in everybody to the Dogs Football Podcast. It's great to be back again for another off-season update here on this 2022 off-season. I'm Nick Malone joined by Noah Lurch. Know what's going on, man? We got well, one we got some big breaking news in the last couple of days. It was a big day the other day uh, with somebody returning and then a couple of recruits coming in here. We have a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, it was a really good, really good week for uh, SIU football. Um, we got some coaching staff changes and uh to talk about and uh it was a really good signing day um It's up to uh twenty seven committed guys and twenty five are now signed um The other two are just uh recently committed either last night or uh um, early in the week so it was it was a good week for us hundred percent so and Nick Hill had a press conference we'll touch on some of those commits
0: we've landed some that we've lost uh, a couple other things uh Maybe have an updated depth chart at the end with some of these new added guys. A lot has changed recently. So, Noah, let's let's start out with, obviously, the biggest news of all. Something we're so glad, and we had a feeling. We were hearing rumblings, and then even we saw something that might have alluded to it. Isaiah Hartrup is coming back, which is the utmost best news. Uh, Nick Hill was asked about it, and, and, you know, obviously, that they're always going to support People who leave and or come back, they're always going to say, you know, how much they appreciate him, how much they love him and, uh, you know, keep the faith, you know, keep the relationships, which is great. You know, Isaiah is back. He said, I will be staying in SAU. I'm no longer in the portal. Uh, we talked about, you know, small sample size here. People could have been in his ear to t- tell him if he could go somewhere bigger. Obviously, he's got the talent, too. But and you know, I mentioned the rumblings. We heard that he was coming back. And obviously, it's the best thing we could ever imagine.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's. We either needed to go out and get a couple more receivers to try to replace him or uh, uh, see if we he decides to stay. Uh, um, he's going to be that n- next guy in line. Uh, he's probably going to take uh, more of that, maybe a Landon Lenore role, a bigger role this year. He's going to have to. Um, he had over 500 yards last year, and I think like four touchdowns or something like that. So he's going to have to come and step up. And, yeah, he, he's uh, we heard the rumblings that he was – um, returned. He only missed, I think, Nick Hill said in his presser, and he missed like two or three days, and he was back back in work. Uh, yeah, we heard those rumblings that he returned. Uh, nobody else was returned. I know Giannini's starting to post some offers there and there. Still have not heard a word on Clayton Bush, but it's so great. It was the greatest news ever to see. Um, I think we just got off a basketball podcast, and I got on our feed, and he tweeted that. So um, yeah, greatest news of the week so far. Yes, and you mentioned Clayton. Yeah, I think when we can narrow it down
0: and when we hear the rumblings that we can kind of connect the dots is, yeah, they don't post about other teams that they're getting offered by Giannini is, so we're thinking he's gone, which he was the only one. We've heard rumblings that Clayton could return as well because him and Isaiah have been working out in these winter workouts, which Jack Reardon, who's a special assistant to the head coach who we follow and provides great content, updated content on how the current team is doing. They've been working out. Now, and it looks like when they're running on the field just in a post because we were trying to – before this was official, we wanted to kind of find a picture and find some loose ends. That looks like maybe we see Isaiah in one of these pictures. Not 100%, but we have a feeling, and then it was confirmed literally, I think, the next day or so. So um, it is great news. Yeah, he, he's going to hopefully break out here next to Avante. We knew Avante was still all in. Um, obviously, he would be out with his brother and then connection with Nick Baker. So we're we're glad that he was going to stay no matter what. But Isaiah coming back is the utmost huge. We're we're so thankful. Tons of eligibility left. He can have this great year and still and leave after this. But as long as he's here for this one year, is all that matters. Uh, yeah. We wanted to kick that off because that is seems like the best news we could possibly hear. But Noah, some other great news, some other stuff we love to hear is some more commits we've been landing. But let's let's uh, run over the uh ones that we had been landing but the the really or the big account post made posts about them yesterday.
1: Yeah uh, I'll just run over quick uh, who we signed in the early signing period back in December December. It was uh quarterback Trey Baker uh defensive lineman Jalen Banks uh linebacker Ben Bogle uh uh DB who will come in play wide receiver is uh Brian Brown Jr. Offensive lineman Ryan Chanley uh, transfer from Buffalo DB Mark Davis um, transfer linebacker from Central Michigan, George Douglas. Uh, safety from Arkansas State, Antonio Fletcher. Um, those are the guys. And uh, tight end Remington Lutz uh, from Abilene Christian. Um, and uh, tight end Ryan Schwindeman And uh, I believe uh, Charles Young, DB, and Leandre Thomas, DB, University of Memphis transfer. Our guys we signed back in December. Um, but we had a really good day. And I think Marlon Hawk was in there, kicker slash punter from out in Arizona. So we had a really big day this this past uh, Wednesday, um, starting with, I'll just start with uh, uh, Harris Hagan, um, a Germantown, Tennessee, 6'7", 245-pound offensive lineman. Um, we notice uh, we've always been wondering why we can't land bigger linemen. We're starting to with him and Jimmy Lansing. Um, I forgot Jimmy Lansing now that I think about his name. Um, we we signed him back in December, but other guys like Colin Hurd, uh, Colgate. He's going to come in here, graduate in May. Uh, Desmond Hearns are one of the recent guys from Tampa, Florida, a wide receiver. Um, uh, Nick Hill had some high praise for him, comparing them some really good players. Uh, Javon Hall, is wide receiver from Arkansas State in Cincinnati, he's coming in here. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. from Georgia Southern's also in here. Uh, Zayd Hamden is a probably a guy that's uh rehabbing. He's, Nick Hill said he was rehabbing right now. Going to be back for summer. Um spent th- uh spent a couple years at Ohio State and now he went to, got hurt at James Madison. Um he's a defensive lineman. He he could be a really high impact guy right away as a transfer. Um LaShawn Lester, a guy at running back. Uh Nick Hill said that's a position you would li- always like to sign guys, so um he has really good tape. Um, a preferred walk on spot from a near nearby in our backyard is Peyton, Missouri. did a lot a lot of visits for us. Uh, we've seen him at a couple home games, 65, uh, 335 at a Christopher. Um, always, I always, uh, think Nick said it. Uh, it's always good to have guys in your backyard. They make sure they know um, that this is a place they can come and uh, excel at. Um, a recent guy is Corey McCullough, uh outside linebacker 6'3 out of Jacksonville, Florida. Um, Leslie Smith is a linebacker pit transfer and, uh, the biggest one who DM does for out of, out of nowhere is RJ Arebo, a six-seven, two pound defense alignment at a, at a Texas A&M. Um, looks like he was at Dayton prior than that. So, uh, or he was at, he was from Dayton, Texas. So, uh, that's a big, big one. He DM does, DM does first
0: yeah it's strange we've talked about them we'll get to another one that we've been thankful to have people randomly dm us to give us information or give us you know sneak peeks of stuff and that's what rj did yeah he he sent us eye emojis of uh certain uh i think it was uh, was it not mccaleb or somebody else someone else's yep. post to sneak peek it so we said oh maybe you know we'll be looking forward to the coming day or the next day for signing day but he did it later on that day and he we were just talking to him a little bit, and he said, well, it looks like I'll be making a decision a little early, he said he was going to surprise some people, uh, so we had a feeling right then and there, and he was one we did have scoped out, because he was an A&M, he played a lot, in a lot of games over this past year, uber talented, that size, you know, definitely can play, and Nick Hill touched on him, and they had a late interview talking about him when Nick was talking with Mike, because it just, it didn't become official official until, until then they were able to talk about him, and no, I mean when you can add an SEC guy in general, but knowing that size and strength, and uh, you know what you could, you know what he can provide here at this level, I think it's honestly a no-brainer. Uh, like we said, he was, he was one that we had our eyes on to land because we were talking about our defensive line needing him, needing a guy like him, a game changer. and That's what him and Zade Hamden could be playing at those levels. Uh, and Zade Hamden maybe didn't want to make the uh, the trip up to the uh, FBS or James Madison or something, but being at those big time programs. Sets us up great, and we talked about Nick. He, he touched on all these guys. You mentioned LaShawn Lester. He was, he was talking about Daquan and DJ Davis kind of vibes with LaShawn, uh, which, is, which is crazy. And he touched. I mean, Harrison Hagan or Harris Hagan is a huge guy they can build on, uh, and he mentioned about even going to uh, – he mentioned Colin Hurd. Yeah, as you said, uh, graduating in May, and then he'll get here. He's going to spend all those years of experience at Colgate and bring it here. Javon Hawes, I don't know if Nick touched on, because we talked about, maybe he knew, obviously he knows uh, Antonio, uh, Antonio Fletcher, but then he, I wonder if he knew Javon Rollins at all, Jaron Rollins at all, I wonder if he knew him at all, playing that same position, but uh, he's got experience at big schools too, and uh, he'll come in and be a depth guy, who was, I think it was Matt Barney that said that he could come in and be the third guy, or somebody touched on being the third guy, And then, oh, yeah, George Douglas, we talked about. I mean, he's, what did Nick Hill say, three of the four transfers. Colin Hurd's the only one that hasn't been here. Uh, We mentioned Chris Harris Jr. He posted or made a post a couple weeks back or a a week back that he was in the weight room working. So a lot of these guys have been here. George Douglas said he he made the trip with him and his mom, and he was in the dog pound in one of the basketball games and loved it and has been here working out and been with everybody, posing for pictures. Antonio Fletcher's done the same. So they're getting all these guys in here and comfortable and getting the feel of the university and the facilities, which is great. And all these guys are big-time players. And as soon as we saw Isaiah return and then RJ Aribo, landing him, I think this definitely changed our outlook. Because honestly, if we didn't land him and Isaiah wasn't coming back, it wouldn't be bleak, but it'd, it'd be tough going in the next year knowing what it could be. But no this changes everything.
1: Yeah, it does. And I did want to mention uh, two guys, the two unsigned guys, uh, both preferred walk-on spots is uh, Austin Austin Friday from Iowa City, Iowa. Um, he uh, committed uh, late last week, I think. Um, then last night, uh, Brown Norton, who is the brother of quarterback Stone Norton, uh, 6'3", tight end. So uh, um, it's a family thing, I think we put in our tweet. So I uh, wanted to mention those two guys. But yeah, landing uh, this class is, uh, I believe it was 11 transfers. Um, I think uh, all but maybe one maybe all but two, no, all but two are from the FBS level, so uh, that's big time, 11 transfers and adding, um, I think we're up to uh, 15 other guys, or 16 other um, freshmen coming in, so we're we're adding depth, and uh, yeah, the biggest one to me is either RJ, uh, I think George Douglas, uh, even when Nick Hill talked about him, he mentioned Bryce Notary's name, so that's pretty high praise right there to come in and fill those kind of shoes. So uh, um, George Douglas is maybe the biggest one for me. Yeah. And Nick also said that, you know, they're bringing in a lot
0: of these transfers to be, and they have the potential to be all conference players. That seems to be the case. You know, it's not just whatever that these guys can be at bigger schools and not come here and be successful. We had transfers this past year, be really good. I mean, we, we talked about Kevin Glation, you know, the start of the year before he was kind of dealing with injuries he was on his way to being something, definitely being an impact for us and be something because we know he was defensive player of the year where he came from. So a lot of these guys will have impacts. I think, we, yeah, the depth and the experience is the biggest thing. This arguably is – I mean, well, it's crazy to think about how old, like, last year's team is, but bringing these other guys, adding in how old we can be even this year um, will pay dividends for us. A lot of these guys are, are you know, love being here, and it's crazy. He said shock the world, RJ did. He kind of did. Uh, you remember who else he was getting looked at by chance off the top of your head? Cause I'm sure there were okay schools. Uh,
1: other FCS programs off the top of my head. Um, I know coming out of high school, it surprised me. I tried to look up, I think I looked at it. It was like Illinois state and a couple other smaller schools, but uh, I guess maybe Dayton, Texas is, I didn't look it up, but maybe right outside of Texas A&M. So um, at that size. Uh, they didn't want to let this kid come out of his, out of their backyard. And, um, didn't have a lot of stats. It doesn't mean he wasn't decent at Texas A&M, um, but he played in all, all games. So uh, if you're playing in all games at the SEC level, that means you're a pretty good talent. And uh, adding him to this defense, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of other FCS programs, uh, maybe a couple of smaller FBS, but uh, not, not what I expected. No, and he was recruited as a basketball player, which being that size, definitely understandable.
0: Uh, Pat Coons has done an amazing job so far. He's been here. He's really been game changing. He lands a guy like this, and he could hopefully make it just as good. Okay, no, or thinking about other things it reminds me of Pat. And Noah Nick also touched on the coaching staff. He mentioned Pat, right, that he tried to get on the staff and interviewed him years back, a couple years ago, but he said it just something that just doesn't work out. So then he goes where he does, and then he had the chance to land him again, which was huge. Uh, no one, as we know, uh, Trevor Olsen's not on the staff anymore. They got rid of the very special teamer, special teams coach that got brought in. Uh, he didn't really touch on any of those guys. He touched on obviously the new guys. We know Dan Clark's the new offensive line coach. Uh, who else did he talk about? He didn't He didn't mention Chuka leaving or anything like that.
1: No, he didn't. He didn't mention anybody that left. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, changes, I mean, changes had to be made. We're trying to take that next, next step as a program. And uh, Chuka leaving to go with uh, – Go down with jerry kill who i guess who he played for at siu so that's understandable and you're taking that next jump to the fbs uh with new mexico state so that's understandable they but they stole uh, up
0: Pierce humpage didn't they uh
1: yes they did and uh i would i would assume i'm surprised yet i haven't seen giannini being offered by there. I assume maybe giannini would fall and maybe they had a pretty good connection at a position coach but uh yeah uh, he didn't mention much he, he kept it pretty short um he didn't say a lot about, I'd like to maybe know why, why he felt maybe why to let these guys go. but it's understandable. They weren't getting the job done to the level we want to be at. And uh, we had to make changes. Uh, uh, the new, the new coach, Dan Clark, uh, he was at Illinois state. Um, he hasn't been there since 17, but Illinois state's been a pretty good program with offensive linemen with bigger guys. So, uh, bringing him in, bringing him in, um, we do know, uh, we had one of the uh, – Jimmy Lansing's dad uh, DM us um, last night and asked us if we had reached out to the new coaches yet, and uh, he, he's pretty high – he speaks pretty highly on them already. Yeah, and that's one thing. Another person
0: that we've been thankful that had DMed us, letting us know stuff. We know uh, Jim uh, invited us to go to whenever Jimmy was signing back in December. and We told him we couldn't make it, but we really appreciated the offer, and he did DM us, yeah. If, if we did reach out to coach Clark and we said that we mentioned the relationships because we know they were all close with Trevor. So we said that was the biggest thing for us was knowing that the relationships could still be there and could transfer over and that it wouldn't really make a difference with those freshmen. He said, no question. Trevor was a big blow. He said he, he agreed hundred percent. Those relationships helped the young men get through the tough days. And no, this is something here. He, he said, it appears that coach Hill is strengthening his staff and SIU is trying to be able to compete with the North Dakota State program, I had a chance to meet the entire staff and a grad assistants. On Jimmy's official visit, and he said he was very impressed. He said their focus on academics, family, and football is going to be a great spot for Jimmy to develop. We are excited about Carbondale and being part of the community. No, this is what you can. This is the ultimate thing you can ask for, especially a family member of a recruit or anybody on the staff knowing the ins and outs of what they're told, what they know within the coaching staff and just the camaraderie that he said, academics are important. Family is important. We know Nick kills a big family guy. Uh, and then obviously football, I think honestly, I mean that, that, that can separate a program. It happens everywhere, but no one at this level that, you know, we're growing more and more as a program. And it, overall, when you get guys that are willing to you know share the ins and outs, like I said, of what parents see and what their student or what their kids have to, uh, you know, entail going to these places that know he said he wants to be on the level of North Dakota state and they are the standard and that's big time coming from, I think that's what he gets to, I mean, maybe he will say North Dakota state Jim will just out of the blue, but I think they tell each other, like they're the standard. That's what we want to be. And that's what we want to hear.
1: Yeah. it's it, that is the standards and, uh, jumping into that standard and I will they did come out, uh, light on sports came out with the FCS, the top 10 overall recruiting team rankings, um we had the highest in the Missouri Valley this year uh placed 8th in the FCS right behind us is Northern Iowa at 9 and that 10 is North Dakota State um so that was pretty cool to see we know the some of the um guys like uh, Jackson State we know what they're doing some of the other HBCUs are landing pretty high guys even Murray State uh, they came out with their uh, there was their actual uh somebody came out I think it was uh, Hero Sports came out with a top 40 Um, actual recruit rankings, and Murray State had two guys on there. Um, We didn't have any, which uh, we think is uh, pretty shocking. But, uh, um, yeah, having the eighth in the FCS is pretty good.
0: 100%. We were kind of shocked that North Dakota State, you know, was behind us. You know, they have less three stars than us. That's really all they have. They have 16 commits to our six. For the class, uh, but we talked about, you know, the guys they got coming in. They'll bring in a lot of good transfers as well with them losing a lot of guys. It was kind of shocking. We don't know that Iowa's a really good program as well. Uh, no, Sam Houston's on here. It says FBS 2023. Didn't we think that um, – I don't know why, why that year's there. I thought they were going to be right away.
1: Is that going to be waiting another year? Yeah, they're, uh, I believe all schools are 2023, I think. Not positive on that, but I know um, – yeah, probably – I didn't hear anything official on that, but it looks like uh, that is 2023. Um, I think that all takes place uh, – it's 2023 when uh, everything takes place, like Oklahoma to the – Oklahoma, Texas to the SEC. So I think with all the conference realignment, I think 2023 is now the official official date.
0: I believe you're right. Definitely for football, we know basketball, you know, teams will be able to go right away moving so football is definitely a different story with that but yeah their third Campbell no. we know Campbell's a good program they got one four star ten three stars they're number two we know Jackson State's bringing in crazy players Deion Sanders knows what he's doing there uh but yeah it's good to see us at eight in front of the other two teams that would be tough to beat. Missouri State's not on here we know they've had good recruits uh and they'll be a team that we got to look out for too it's going to be a fun season we love the guys we're bringing in overall in every single facet so Noah let's Jump into the other guys maybe we're interested
1: in, because uh, there was a lot of them. Yeah, let's that make
0: posts about us.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of guys we're interested in. Especially it was junior, it was junior day this weekend. Um, there's a lot of things there to look at. Uh, our 2023 uh, list or visitor list and uh, offers. Um, I'll just go quickly over the guys that we have offered so far since it's growing so far. Uh, Winston Moore, he's an athlete at a. Uh, out of St. Louis, Missouri. We're still hitting that St. Louis area pretty good. Um, we offered him. He uh he offered. He was there this weekend. Um, then looking at other guys is uh our offensive line. We're really really we're, we're looking at offensive linemen a lot for 2023. Uh, George Nahas, uh 6'4", 270 270 pound offensive lineman from uh West Des Moines, Iowa. We offered him um, late last week. Um, another guy, Michael Michael Jimmer, uh six six, two eighty five from Plainfield, Illinois. We offered. Um, another guy is Blaine Halley, a six six, two hundred and ninety pound offensive lineman from Olympia High School up in Stanford, Illinois. Um, Aiden Durig, a six six, two hundred and ninety five pound offensive lineman from Crown Point, Indiana. Um, some other guys. Christopher Turek, um, I believe he's the one. Um, I think he was on Illinois campus last weekend or the weekend before, um, he took a visit. He's an offensive lineman. Jacob Welch, another guy. Um, Christian Medlock, a guy from Flossmoor, 6'6", Um, then our last offer we have out right now for 2023 is, uh, Patrick Kendall third, a 6'4", 278-pound, offensive or defensive lineman from Indianapolis, Indiana, Cathedral High School. Um, we're looking at, we're looking up uh, upgrading the beef, uh, those uh, offensive linemen are getting bigger and bigger, we're offering.
0: Yeah, I think that's just, you know, over time, just, you know, players are getting bigger and bigger, stronger in every facet of football and the offensive line. I think that's how they're just breeding these guys, developing these guys everywhere. That is huge. Yeah, junior day was big. Uh, so many kids have been on campus taking pictures, a lot of them, even some in groups. Uh, but yeah, the offers are definitely there. Just we're, we're staying in, you know, the future. They're looking ahead, Noah. And then we just had, we just saw posted that Pat Coons and Tony Carter uh, posted the hashtag dog check 23. So that was just two or three hours ago. So they're zoned in for that along with being focused. That's just a, what recruiting's all about. It's a big job. Nick Hill said that all these guys have, you know, they know the family within the team. They've been away from their families recruiting their, their butts off. And they really have, that's why like, you know, in, Jim, Jim Lansing said it there you want to have a staff you want to have everything to build yourself to that level the North Dakota State level the guys like Tony Carter and I think Nick had a post about Tony that he's just blessed to have him on the staff he's just game changer all these guys are and I think we just definitely know what we're doing it was a fun day the other day a lot of people were in on a lot of great additions uh, 100% so it was a great day anything else to touch on for any of that though before we move on
1: um, off the top of my head, no, it's, uh, we're starting, it looks like, uh, with the two coaches, um, uh, a lot of coaches are, um, tweeting out, uh, 2023 stuff, uh, so it's, uh, we're starting to look forward to that, um, I know we maybe sneak in here a couple more for next year, but, uh, it looks like we're starting to wrap up, we know that Nick Hill talked about, uh, staying under that 85 number, so I'm not sure exactly what we're at there, um. But it was a really good week for us. Uh, this team definitely got better, I think. So uh, we needed this. We needed to finish strong in this recruiting class because we, we know we lost uh, so many six-year guys. And uh, we know we lost a couple guys that are. We only have two guys transfer out, which is very important so far. So uh, it was a big day and uh, continue to see what happens for next year. Yeah, we were called.
0: You Know coming back to when we last had the pod in December, that February was going to be huge, and it was. And even Nick Hill said that they're still not done, they still got a couple more things to go do, and they'll still go recruit a couple guys. So that'll be all a wait and see quickly with some of these new guys. You know, they they quoted about their tweets of um, the main accounts had of them two days ago. Zayd Handman said, Blessed, let's work. Colin Hurd said, Excited for this opportunity, let's work. And um, Douglas said, Never take anything for granted, all love. Hashtag linebacker you. So that's just he's he is going to be. I agree with you that he's going to be maybe the biggest impact outside of we mentioned those defensive linemen. But Jordan, you mentioned Bryce Snowtree that Nick Hill said uh, kind of reminds him it could have that impact, which is just crazy. So looking forward to a lot of the guys. Some of the freshmen. Noah Ryan Chimenti just posted not too long ago at all about a workout that he was having with a former NFL running back, Jonathan Dwyer. Lots of preseason speed and agility work preparing. I mean, he, I think he'll be special one day. His footwork looks great. He's determined. We know how active he is on here, and just how much he, he's worn an SIU shirt in the in the uh, workout. Just totally determined, and we know all the other freshmen are Noah and Nick Hill. Also said mentioned the con, or the transfers that could come in here and be a major impact. He mentioned some freshmen, and one that stuck out that we've been saying all along could be Charles Young.
1: Yeah, his uh, his uh, return game in the return game, and maybe some special teams. Uh... Um, a lot of special teams for him. Um, it's like it's like Nick, Nick Hill says. A lot of these guys you'll you'll see their name today, but it's two to three years before you really see the impact they make on this team, and uh, um, that's the way it is with college football. It's it's going to take time to get these guys on the field. Uh, um, not a lot of them see the field right away. Um, there's a lot of depth on this team, but there's a couple that could plug some holes here and there. Um, special teams wise uh, we mentioned a lot about Jalen Banks maybe he feels we, we know we got some um, depth on that d-line but maybe he's a instant impact guy somehow in a role inside we know we don't too deep there we know we got the Reeves brothers and a couple other guys in there but we've mentioned him quite a bit but uh yeah it's we'll see we'll see we know we're how excited we were on last year's class um, maybe it's two to three years now so it's been this maybe it's next time you see their name. Um, we know we have got some good receivers, and we know we're deep at linebacker. We we're, we know we're really excited about two linebackers we got last year. So it's interesting to see. We know we had some good offensive linemen we landed last year. So um, O line's future is looking really bright. Even if we're even going on to twenty twenty three, we're offering a lot of good guys. So um, yeah, this team is is young, and uh, we got a lot of lot of depth now, and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, this program's on the up and up. You said the receiver, Nick Hill, also touched on that. You know, when he was talking about Isaiah, that he mentioned some other younger receivers, and you know, will have to play and you know, be in the fold. We immediately thought of some, and we'll get to some again at the depth chart at the end of this. But uh, yeah, I think overall, I mean, he had some quotes here. He said it's a great day for our program when you look back at previous signing days. A great Saluki was introduced in one of these press conferences quote, these days are a accumulation of a lot of hard work by our staff putting together a signing class as recruiting around the country has changed. With two signing days, as the transfer portal picked up a lot of steam and with your roster changing more each year, you have to keep up with so much. We just came out of a staff meeting thanking our staff for all their hard work and commitment. They spend a lot of time away from their families. That's why you, make it a, that's why you have to make it a family feeling within your program. And He's done just that. Yeah, like I said, it's an accumulation of – you know, building up a program, you know, we mentioned he had rough patches and, you know, we've had two playoff wins and just seeing how an off season can go after losing so many important guys and you bring on a whole new staff It just mentioned the up and up seems like that's where this program is headed. 100%. Uh, it's great to see. Uh, Noah touched on some current, current team stuff, along with some of these guys, Jack Reardon, again, like we said, he posts a lot of updates within the team. And know they had a big old Zoom call with a lot of the players on it. Some things that stick out to us was uh, Raekwon Lindsay's on one of these. We were questioning to see if he was coming back. We knew he had – he was probably a – you know, he's like Cole Stewart. You, you have the eligibility there, but you don't take it. We were thinking maybe that was going to be the case for Raekwon. You know, we know he made that huge sack against Weaver State in the spring. Didn't play a whole lot in the fall, but then we were hoping uh, – you know, obviously, you know, if he comes back, if he doesn't, if it's if, if he doesn't come back, it's no big deal. But knowing that he is no, because he's on this Zoom call, which is important for that depth. What else took out to you?
1: Yeah, there's a there's some names you see on there, you recognize them. Um, there's a couple like uh, there's a couple that you're not exactly sure who they are. Um, I don't know who Ryan LaHood is or Durham or uh, some have just like this. This one says iPhone or some one says TJ General. 2K, um, not sure who that is, but uh, yeah, it's 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 Ryan McVicker. G- yeah, exactly. I, there's some that you're not sure who exactly are. Maybe some are uh, uh, managers or grad assistants, like Jimmy's dad said, or um, just on the staff. Uh, a one. What what stuck out to me? I asked you. Uh, you said something about uh, Chucky Sullivan. That's uh, yeah. It was Raymond Sullivan. I'm not sure if that's an actual person. Um, I did look up Raymond Sullivan on the internet and I got Chucky's or Chucky's uh I set, I put up Raymond Sullivan on Raymond Sullivan football on Google and it popped up Chucky's uh um SIU page and and in, in his bio it says it's Raymond Sullivan was his father's name. I don't know if there's any connection there. We know he entered the portal last year after um getting hurt in the spring playoffs. I didn't know if there was he took a year off. Now he's coming back, uh because there's a maybe chance he can make some impact on that D-line. Not sure. That was just something that stood out to me. Um, but other than those, uh, seeing the guys, we didn't recognize the names and uh, seeing uh, Ray Korn on there. It's uh, I'm glad Jack is posting this stuff so we can see uh, maybe some day-to-day stuff inside the program. Yeah, shout out to Jack for all he does. Yeah, a couple of
0: these, you're right. It, it's a lot of the pivotal guys, which is great. I think some of these guys we don't know because we would know mainly who's on the team if it's not by you know via uh, you know the website or something. A lot of these guys could be on the staff. We honestly didn't know Jack Reardon for a little bit there until a couple weeks ago until we started posting. So some of these guys I think could be on like a special or a uh, like recruiting staff or something, but very well could be players. Some guys we just yeah just don't know about, but hopefully we will know about as time goes on. So a lot of good. Uh, like we, we mentioned, the chemistry, camaraderie that they have in these Zoom calls—they have it. Every program does, but it's good to see that we do it. Um, just a just a lot of good going on with um, you know, the current team. There was something else I was going to mention. We, we, we were going to talk about some players that we uh, lost, some recruits, some guys that we were <clears throat> more familiar with. If we wanted to run by those, real quick, real quick.
1: Yeah, there's a couple you can look at. Um, We know we won. We were maybe excited to land was Jerry Satelli, defensive tackle on a St. John Bosco out in California. He's staying home out there, going to San Jose State. Um, Other than that, I know there's a couple others, like uh, recruit-wise. I know today at 5 Central Time, Justin Redd, uh, the 6'5 offensive lineman out of Norfolk State, is committing today. I don't expect this to land him. Um, just trying to think of some other guys we missed out on here recently.
0: Richard Myers, remember him? He's going to Indiana State. So just one guy that's going in conference that we ran on.
1: Yeah, that was a that's a big offensive lineman, three star offensive lineman. Um, he visited. We seen him at one of the games we attended to. Um, just thinking of guys like Daniel Mora committed to Ohio Wesleyan today. Um, he we had DM'd with a couple times with him. Um, he was just
0: he was just uh, teasing us for a while.
1: Uh, then uh, yeah we had no offer out to him but uh, then Vincent Newsom, we've offered a preferred walk on we've been um, we're high on him we want him over there at SIU right of our backyard where we went to high school we still think he should probably end up where probably end up at SIU but other guys in that um, there's not very many guys out there with offers from us high school wise there's a couple but um, like Nick Hill said we're not done yet we have a couple spots to fill but uh um for the most part there's still some transfers out there but unless unless they're unless we don't know about them um like uh just trying to think off the top of my head like zane hamden's only one we did, we were unfamiliar with that we landed so uh, uh we didn't hear anything about him on the uh out there so could be another one of those uh but uh yeah that's about
0: it for uh the recap and yeah, you, you say Vincent. We're still waiting on him because he's too good to not out of your backyard. as we talked about, you know, he's he is active on Twitter. It's not like he's not. It's not like he just has an account and doesn't do anything. He'd be posting if he had offers, I would think. You know, players do. We just don't know. And we know we had the walk on. He did talk about the walk on that we had offered to him. It does seem like inevitable that he will take that to stay home if he's not getting looks from anywhere else. It's kind of shocking. Uh, that he's not from anywhere else. We don't, we don't know the ins and outs of specifics. It's just kind of odd. But we're hoping that we do land him because we talked about If Isaiah left, by God, you better go get a guy like that. But you can still add him. We, we're hoping that over time that we do. You're right. Nick said we do have a couple, uh, a couple spots left that we'll be addressing in this offseason still. Knowing another guy because we – Nico Paulino, a center that we're in on – uh, same school that Xavion went to that we know there's some connections there. We know Calvin Francis will be the starting center. Just knowing the depth. We know we have a lot of guys that could play center, but this guy looks like one that we would love to
1: add. Yeah. He he has decent size. We've yet to offer him. So, uh, not sure exactly what the status on that is. Uh, he, we know he did visit. So, and there's that Xavion connection. Um, we'd love to add him into this, uh, offensive line group, uh, Since we're signing, we've got uh, four in this class already, so we'd love to have a fifth and make a whole offensive line in this class. Yeah, exactly. We're liking how that left side could potentially look or however
0: it plays out. So,
1: yes, we do love everything
0: that's going on with everything. No, Before we touch on the depth chart, uh, we know the Shrine Bowl took place uh, just a couple days ago or just recently, and we talked about seeing some of those players out there that could have been some SIU players on that field. We recall, obviously – uh Bryce was fortunate enough to be at the uh Hula Bowl and just you know we and Landon made a post you know with his agency's been tweeting about him working so that's great we haven't heard much about everybody else you know slowly but surely all of them will you know come to fruition we know all the big other bowl games that are coming up and the drafts only in two months so everything's going to be coming down in the nitty-gritty but it looks like some SLU players could have played in that Shrine Bowl and they probably should. Have.
1: yeah the Shrine Bowl last night it was a pretty good game to watch uh the MVP actually was a quarterback from Brown university. He put on a show in the second half last night. Um, yeah, but I was, I was, i was getting ready to watch it. So I decided to, um, familiarize myself with the rosters on each side. See if I recognize anybody and, uh, yeah, there's some, a lot of smaller, there's some smaller schools and even like D one or D two NAIA type schools that are on there. And, uh, I just thought there was no way, maybe, I just don't understand. I forget. Who it was, maybe it was Quay that tweeted a couple months, a couple on like yeah, a he should yeah been like no bowls or something like that. He had no bowls and his something like that. But yeah, I don't understand how I, the the career some of these guys had. I, I know uh, Bryce had a great career, but um, like Landon and Quay, I'm not sure how they did not get any kind of bowl invites. Yeah, I wonder if, if, I think if Landon would have stayed strong at
0: the end of the season, obviously they could just see his body of work in his career. I don't know if, like, his last three games that he didn't do a whole lot outside of, you know, scoring the only touchdown against North Dakota State uh, that a lot of teams could back off of. I wouldn't imagine, like I said, his body of work was there. But he's, he's got what it takes to be then. You're right. Everyone else that seems like, I mean, Quay is a, you know, a strong safety that can do a whole lot. You know, his body of work as well. It it is strange. And we'll see a lot of these guys, you know, hopefully get their opportunities. We know the draft is deep. Bryce Notree put himself on the map and even Landon. I think those are the top two that could find their way more. We know Zevion with accepting that award and being, you know, well-known in different ways, but know that his body of work is there as well. So we will keep giving updates on those guys ahead of the NFL draft for them to reach their dreams. Now, no, let's just touch on some stuff of the depth chart. We're not going to go through a whole lot. And, you know, all these guys that we're adding, you know, some of these important, you know, veterans that we've talked about adding and could start, well, let's talk about where they could. And if they'll start, who's behind them? I think, obviously, we'll start out with RJ. You know, we're thinking, obviously, him bringing in, him in here, he's the biggest recruit of all, arguably, that he could fit al- al- alongside Richie Haggerty on defenses.
1: Yeah, and, and nothing, we went over this uh, after the December uh, signing date, and nothing, a lot has changed. Um, we thought something might change at receiver with Isaiah entering the portal, but he's back, so nothing really, uh, nothing offensively changes for us. But, uh, yeah, defensively, you have RJ and Richie on the other side. Then we thought maybe Zade would slide in next to Keenan. Um, we know we got some other guys right there, um, just guys behind, like, Guys behind Richie and RJ on the edge, uh, guys like Adam Hundemir. We know he plays with a lot of uh, effort and energy and played pretty good on that second unit last year. And we know maybe Raquan's back. We thought he might slide in there. Guys like Dewey Green on the edge or guys like that. Then on the interior, we still have Tylen Driver, Cam Bowdry, the Reeves brothers. We talked about Jalen Banks. Devin Love's still there. So um, we still maybe, maybe add to that interior D-line maybe still. I'm not sure exactly, but I'm pretty confident with the depth we have.
0: 100%. Even the linebackers, like we've said, is the deepest part of the team. Uh, you know, knowing that Mackell and Jakar are going to lock it down, but then you have George Douglas who will fill, fill in there. We would like to think, and I'm, we're, we're almost sure that he will. You got Branson and Barola and Chris Harris could fill in there and play a lot as well. Um, you know, Nick gave kudos to, when he was talking about these linebackers to how good Colby Coleman was for us and impact that these guys could have. I know what we talked about with how deep some of these positions are outside of maybe the secondary and the D line we would hope for in linebackers that we'd like to have a revolving door of freshness of certain snaps. So guys like, you know, Bryce, know, you could do it, he was doing a lot of torn labrum, room, but just have so many snaps under his belt that, you know, you kind of can worry it down at the end of the season And we're hoping that depth could supply because we know Barola and combs. If we didn't add a lot of these guys, those guys could start, we know they've earned their way to being that if it was there, and they're perfect depth pieces. They're everything we could imagine. You know, guys like that, and you know, Kanji Chandler and Lewis Wilbert were on the Zoom meetings. They're still locked in. We would imagine. We know they're young. They got to work their way. And then you know, Ben Bogle and Tim Johns. And like we said, it's deep. And hopefully, we can get that revolving door this year.
1: Yeah, it's. And we know we we know what the D line. We do that. Those hockey subs almost them uh, those two um, two sets of D lines. And yeah, we could probably. Uh, we know last year uh, the at the end of the year we saw the using that with cornerback David Miller and DJ Johnson doing a little bit of that, keeping those guys guys fresh. And uh yeah, with the depth we could do that. Um certain slots we saw certain spots last year. Um Branson coming in on like uh passing downs, you could saw that. And uh I just want to throw in this about Branson. Um I ta- I told you uh if Isaiah didn't go back, is there any chance he would switch over to receiver, back to receiver becoming that um because we know how good he was there but because he wants to make the be on the field and we know he's one of the top 22 guys like nick hill said last year to be on the field so um there's a lot of depth on this defense there's a couple maybe a couple holes here and there but um we still have a chance to shore some of those up but yeah looking at the the dbs um we expect david miller antonio fletcher dorian davis and pj probably to be those front four but we know dj johnson came on strong um, we know we got Leandre Thomas and Mark Davis. Hard to think uh, guys are going to transfer in here and not play at any. Then we have some younger guys like C.J. Parson, Jeffrey Wells, um, Levi McAfee, who was our three star we got last year. Um, then we know how big Dre Newman is on special teams, and guys like Charles Young that could play a little bit maybe this year. Yeah, we recall you know Jalen Bates, who,
0: which I, I believe he's on there on here, isn't he? Somewhere. But I remember he, uh, he played special teams this year. He was a true freshman that did that, and that's what Nick mentioned. Some of these freshmen that do play could play on special teams. He did it, and we could see some of these other guys do it. We mentioned Charles Young could very well do that as well. Uh, and I don't want to forget Leslie Smith. We talked about him as well. Yeah, I think he'll – he's another guy. He's younger than some of the others, but he will come in here and hopefully play. You know, that's what he's coming here to do. So just the depth there, but you're right. You know, hopefully we see improvement by Levi McAfee being that three-star uh, he could have been one of those in that Zoom that we didn't recognize, had a different or weird name potentially. Um, but yeah, hopefully all these guys you know, you know, know, work their way and show out LeAndre Thomas. We talked about the other guys coming from where they did. Coming from Memphis, You know, him and Tyson know each other like we've said. LeAndre will come in here and play a factor near right. Mark Davis will as well. We're questioning if it, Dorian Davis will start. We know he's earned it. We know he's um, had a great end of the season, and he very well could be that. Uh, but we'll see how that plays out. But we can almost guarantee it'll be David, PJ, and Antonio, and then whatever next to him. Like we said, big shoes to fill at that safety position. Uh, but Antonio will be that guy. So, you know offensively, before we get into special teams, uh, really, you know, adding Isaiah back in there is huge. We talked about other parts of three wide receiver might be Zach Gibson. It could be Javon Hawes and Dante Cox will be back. And, you know, Nick Hill mentioned those young receivers. Maybe that's Michael King, Jathan Jones. But wouldn't we say the only guy that might slide in offense to start would be that left guard spot? And we have Sam Newman on here. Uh, what are some other options that could be?
1: Yeah, you could slide a lot of guys in there. Maybe Jake Green slide in there. Um, we know you got a couple other guys uh, that have slid and played tackle. Uh, Derek Harden Jr., who got hurt last year. We expect Calvin to be back and healthy and starting at center. Um, that would be a big one to see if he, how he comes back off a, a big injury like that. Um, yeah, we expect Sam Newman to slide in there to try to fill that role of On Furcon. Uh, we know how big of a role that was. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of depth on this offensive line. We we have a lot of guys. Um, expect uh, a lot of the younger, a lot of the freshmen to come in here, maybe probably redshirt. Um, not exactly how sure. Like, like Nikhil said, a lot of these freshmen, two- to three-year guys, um, you could see some on special teams, but uh, – yeah, for most part, you bring four of the five offensive line back, so that's 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 the best part. Hundred percent, and even
0: thinking about uh, what other parts of our offense could be, um, you know, Nick touched on Ty Staniel having a breakout year because he was so good for us this past year. You know, we got Remington behind him, and Aiden Quinn showed spurts last year, so that's three quality tight ends, and you know you got Jacob Garrett a fullback that could also you know catch the ball and play and pay dividends 100 percent we know Nick Baker and who's behind him talked about it a million times and uh whenever Nick was talking on guys like LaShawn Lester I, I think he mentioned obviously the running back he said Justin Javon and Romeer he didn't say Robert Jones we're hoping that you know Robert can work his way in there like we talked about Tony Williams is bought in uh, so we're good at that spot but overall I think the offense will be high powered again this year I, I think that three-headed tight end attack will be interesting. Uh, and you mentioned Derek Hart. Yeah, if he didn't get hurt, who knows? You know, he's an interior lineman. Who knows the kind of impact that could have? But just in general, you just never know. You know, he's talented. Maybe he will pay dividends this year. Uh, now Noah special teams. We know Jake Bumgart uh, seems like he'll be the kicker in line. You know, he's in the Zoom calls and everything. We know Marlon Houck is posting of making kicks. We know we, we do have him as punter because we don't know who the punter will be. We're hoping Marlon can work his way to being the punter. Uh, but Jay can lock down the kicking spot. We know Chase Reeves is back there as well. Uh, and then, Noah, the biggest thing is kick returner, punt returner. We want to get Javon Williams off that spot.
1: Yeah, you don't like to see – we know like he can make big plays, him and Isaiah, on those uh, kick returns. Um, we know DJ Javis got hurt doing that. We know you want your best players and the ones you trust the most back there. Um, but we'd like to see maybe Charles Young gets a shot at that. I know probably during spring and summer um, there will be some different guys – um, get some shots, um, Charles uh, Desmond Hearns maybe. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Excited, like you said, we expect Marlin to be the punter. Um, I remember Chase Rees posting towards the end of last year videos of him punting. Maybe he's maybe he sees a role for himself to maybe take that job because uh, Jake Bumgard has that kicker spot locked down. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, besides maybe Marlin coming in and uh, maybe some special teams, that would be the only freshman that could play right away. Yeah, that's what we we're
0: thinking. Either Marlin or Charles would be the ones. We're excited about the others. Uh, and then uh, Ross Pedro and Dan Hilbrin, definitely our long snappers, important guys, saw Ross on the on the Zoom meeting. And a guy that we talked about before that we did not mention, I don't think we have on here, is Colin Hurd. We're hoping that he could pay dividends in the secondary as well maybe be a multifaceted guy. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, overall, we're loving how the team's being built right now. We mentioned 2023. They're getting in on those guys as well, and they're not done with this class potentially. But, you no, know, wouldn't you say oh, we're really confident in this group right now. Obviously, I, Isaiah coming back is the you know, cherry on top and then adding a guy like RJ. But, you know, touch on some more things that we know they need to improve on. Uh, but I think we're looking good. What are your final thoughts on all?
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we thought uh, with all the guys you lost and uh, losing, we thought we might not have Isaiah and losing a lot of guys. We know we can go out and get guys in the portal and maybe take those spots. Um, we are hoping maybe not to take a step back. We know we're trying to build this program even better. Um, we know we, we've done that. We're showing that. Nikhil's showing that. He's, he let two guys go on the staff. He's trying to improve this, this staff and uh, get this team um, ready to – to compete against the best. Uh, we know North Dakota State's supposed to be even better this year. Um, we know we get them on our schedule this year. We are maybe maybe during the regular season a little bit lucky last year. Um, during the little up and downs we had, we didn't have them on our schedule last year. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's going to be an exciting spring. I did want to mention, I believe Nick Hill, top of my head, said April 16th will be the spring game. I believe that's the date he said, so that will be interesting. And uh, he went over, I think, Buck, yes, the spring schedule or something. He went over that. So um, you guys can go listen to that if you want any spring schedule stuff. Yeah, everybody, definitely go go check in on that because we've talked about some
0: things, but there's some other things that Nick Hill touched on that are pivotal for the for the program in that presser. Yes, go check that out. Yeah, and when we, you mentioned that the guys leaving, we had to replace them. You know, it was one of those that we didn't know because last year seemed like the year and we're adding all these guys. It could be a year where we really don't, uh, you know, take a step backwards you know hopefully we're staying around the same and can compete for playoff spots top eight seed and yeah North Dakota State is getting better they're still the team to beat and we do get them at home got to take advantage of that we've run by the schedule before we will download as well and things are ever changing on in this program and posts that we'll have and every time we have a uh have a podcast we'll have updated with everything there is because yeah there's things every single day happening it seems like so we're really confident and how this program is being built, especially when we get the inside information from family members. That's what you want to hear, and and that's what they're pulling off, and they've got the right staff to do it. All these guys are working hard. We're excited for what this season and the future will hold. So until next time, I'm Nick Malone. Go Lurch. Go Dogs.